Hey, hey, what's up? Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. So, look, we will acknowledge uh, this from the get-go. It is a strange day uh, to be doing a sports radio show. We're going to be real with you and transparent. Um, obviously, it's a very sad day uh, in this country because there are some really uh, awful things happening in the Capitol today, uh, stuff that is unprecedented. Uh, but we are here for you as an escape. And we will have a loaded guest list for you today. Mina Kimes will join us in 15 minutes. Ramona Shelburne for the whole hour in the 5 o'clock hour. And DeMarco Farr at 6.15. I know we had some technical issues with LZ a second ago. So if you're there, LZ, just interrupt me. Uh, knock if you hear me. Like John Gruden would say. Uh, so here's what's going on. So LZ and I spent Greg and Laura. And Laura, welcome back. It's good to hear your voice in my ear today. Um... LZ, you and I spent a good chunk of the day on Monday talking about the quarterback position of the Rams. And and look, I saw Lindsey Theory tweet out a, uh, a video of Goff practicing and throwing the ball to Cooper Cup. So that's good news that it mm -hmm. looks like Goff is going to be the guy, even though Sean McVay has uh, said he hasn't announced the starter just yet. But you and I talked about beyond this season, and you even said that you had heard in hushed tones and whispers that perhaps that, you know, golf could be on a little bit of a short leash here after this season, this right? This it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, you said some things. Um, so what I would say to you is this. Did you – were you on Twitter last night at all? Um, kind of. I was doing coverage of the Georgia Congressional uh, Oh, right. You election. were doing like real grown-up stuff, yes. <laughs> yeah, but oh, right. I was still paying attention okay. to other things. So yesterday at uh, about 9 o'clock Pacific time, all right, mm -hmm. Deshaun Watson tweeted, yep. some things never change. Um, so we know Deshaun Watson was not happy that they traded DeAndre Hopkins. We know yep. that J.J. Watt literally came out and said – to him personally and to the media, I'm sorry we wasted another great year of your career. <laughs> that um, was bad. That was yeah, bad. <laughs> I mean, but he's not wrong, right? No like, lie detected, but he was yeah. uncomfortable still. Sure, sure. But he, yeah. JJ's not wrong. And by the way, no offense, like, you know, uh, you know, Deshaun, I think Deshaun's a better player than JJ, but also I think they wasted a year of JJ's career too. Let's be real here. Uh, did, who's one of the better defenders in the sport. Um yeah. And I, I, it just – that tweet – look, maybe it's because I spent a lot of time covering the NBA, um, but I see those tweets and I'm like, hmm, where's the trade machine when you need it? Um, because that <laughs> does not sound like someone who is interested in necessarily staying in Houston or perhaps would at least be open-minded to the fact of going elsewhere. And we know this, LZ Granderson, is mm. that our boy Les Need, if there's anything about him, he's bold as a mother bleeper. He is bold. He's bold. He's aggressive. Um, he's not conventional. And he's successful, mm -hmm. obviously. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I, I do think, though, that it's interesting that, you know, I spent a great deal of time, uh, time talking about the team from Texas. But I do think it is interesting that essentially what their franchise player and their franchise QB have both said in various ways is that the leadership of this franchise has no idea what it's doing. Correct. None whatsoever. And I'm very grateful that with all of the personnel changes and occasional disappointments that have happened with the Rams, you don't see that. Right. You don't see them suggesting 
that the people who are in charge don't know what they're doing. That's a really good place to be. Yeah. Um, I, I, right. And here you have that feeling, right? Because like, remember, LZ, a lot of people, not you and I, and, um, you know, and, and Mason, and I believe Ireland too, um, we were very much, as everyone was pouring dirt on the Rams in the preseason, right? We were like, mm, I don't know, man. I think this team is about a 10-win team. And we all kind of felt similarly. And we felt that way because of the defense uh, and the players that were on it, specifically Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Uh, we felt that way because of Sean, right, and Sean McVay and his uh, ingenuity, creativity on offense and kind of his ability to make something out of nothing, right? So mm -hmm. here they are. And I, I, but, but you and I are steadfast in agreement here. And I, I believe maybe – uh, that there is a good portion of the audience that agrees with us that there is a ceiling to how good this team can be with Jared Goff. But could you imagine what this team would look like if it had Deshaun Watson in that place? Yeah. Deshaun Watson. No relation to Randy Watson. Right. Right. And listen, we saw a glimpse of it when it comes specifically with the Rams with the Wolf. Right. That when you have a QB with an arm with the slightest bit of mobility, mm -hmm. it totally changes everything. Mm -hmm. And I know that we have a bit going right now, especially in purgatory, about, you know, golf versus Wolford. And, right, you know, right. there are a lot of people who are having this conversation. And we're going to have to because, you know, golf is recovering from a thumb injury. Mm -hmm. But it's not about Wolford at all. Right. It's not about him at all. Correct. It's about a specific skill set. Mm -hmm. And if you have a QB with that specific skill set, mm -hmm. you are bullish on your chances of winning it all. Mm -hmm. Because that's where the game is right now. Very much in the same way that the NBA used to be about a big man and then work your way out and Correct. then shift it yeah. to three-point shooting with a big man. Right. You have a NFL now that, yes, you need a QB who can throw it and make all the throws. That is still evident. But you also need someone who's mobile. Right. Who can manipulate the pocket, who can manipulate the space behind his line of scrimmage, and if need be it, can take advantage of opportunities beyond the line of scrimmage. And this is the reason why, after only one game, against a team that didn't make the playoffs without his starting quarterback healthy has so many people salivating about what could be for the Rams because for as 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 great as they've been under the Sean McVay era, Sean McVay has been handcuffed to a quarterback who's not very mobile. Right. And we got a, 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 a slight glimpse of what would happen if somebody was mobile. Could you imagine what the Rams would look like if Deshaun Watson was the QB? Right. It would be insane. Insane! It would be, it would, that is the type of sustained success that you would have, um, that you would want, right? Like, you literally are a Super Bowl contender every year for the next – how old is Deshaun Watson? 25? Is that right? 25, maybe? Like, the next 10 years, basically. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. Whereas, what I've always said about golf was that I believe, and I, and I earnestly do, that the Rams can win a chip – with golf. Yeah. But why fashion your franchise so that it's positioned to win one chip 
during the run of a specific quarterback when it could be in a position to win multiple chips with a different quarterback? Mm-hmm. That's the only question I'm asking. Yeah, I that, would take a chance on it. I, I would make that move. Greg Bergman, how do you feel about Deshaun Watson as a member of the Rams? They've been very bold in the past. If Deshaun Watson's the quarterback of the Rams, it's going to be very difficult for me to not root for the Rams. That's all I'm saying. I've been taking an L.A. team that has amazing defense, and Deshaun Watson having these amazing receivers around him and good tight ends and a good offensive line. And a good coach. They're going to be good. Yeah, and a great coach. Yeah, that's going to be a very, very good team if that happened. I would love very it. Very good team. But, you, you, but you, you don't even need to go all the way to Deshaun Watson. You just need to have – well, but and we're talking again. about Deshaun Watson, LZ, just for people just tuning in. We're talking yeah. about Deshaun Watson because clearly he's disgruntled about his situation yeah, he, in Houston. He, he is. Yeah. A- absolutely. Yeah. But the only reason why I'm saying for the Rams' purposes, not to be hung up on this one player, because it's not that we need one player. Like, we don't need LeBron James to carry us over. What we need is someone who can knock down some particular shots that we don't that we can't knock down today. And when I look at the way the Rams are currently constructed, and we've all said it in a various different ways for many years on this station, all of us, across all of our shows, that Jared Goff is obviously talented, but his lack of mobility is an issue in today's NFL. And what we saw from Sunday with Wolford is a little bit of a glimpse as to what Sean McVay may be able to do if Goff or another QB was available who was mobile. That's all we're saying. Right. Mobile. Yeah. But, I mean, Deshaun Watson is way more than mobile. So that that's what I want. Yeah, no, I no, want, no, no, no. Listen, I want the video no, game. No, Deshaun's a beast. <laughs> yeah, give me the video game. All right, we'll ask Mina Kimes about this. We'll ask Mina Kimes about her thoughts in the Rams-Seahawks uh, matchup in the playoffs on Saturday. We'll go uh, through the playoffs with her as well. Mina Kimes, our friend on NFL Live. You can catch her on Around the Horn. She's everywhere on ESPN, and she'll be here in three and a half minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Ah, my favorite song. And, of course, accompanied by one of our favorite guests. Mina Kimes joins us here. Check her out on NFL Live each and every weekday at 1 p.m. Pacific on ESPN Television. Uh, She's on there with Key and Marcus Spears and Laura Rutledge and Dan Orlovsky and all of them. Uh, And, of course, you catch her in Around the Horn, Highly Questable. She's everywhere, and now she's here. Uh, Mina, indulge me for a moment uh, before we talk playoffs with you. So I'm going to make this as succinct as possible, all right? Deshaun Watson is disgruntled. Les Snead is bold. Watson, Rams, collision course. Yes or no? (laughs) Uh, I think the the Texans would object. Um, I think Nick Casario of the new GM might, might not be a big fan trading uh, one of the best quarterbacks in football. Uh, but it sure would be nice for Los Angeles. Uh, I just don't think it's happening. Um, that may not happen, but do you believe that 
Les Snead and the brain trust of this franchise are contemplating a quarterback who is as mobile as the Wolf of Inglewood. <laughs> are, are they contemplating him? Yeah. Contemplating, uh, well, contemplating making a change to like find life beyond golf is what we're talking about. A more mobile quarterback. Ah, okay, yeah. So beyond this weekend, um, you know, look, the the Rams are married to Jared Goff for at least another season. Uh, oh, Mina, I was married to a woman. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, girl, uh, give me something real. <laughs> things change. Things change. You're right. Exactly. Um, and I would say, you know, there's a, I wouldn't say as big of a gap between Wolford and um, Goff uh, to continue down that analogy. Maybe I shouldn't. But um, I, I think it would be hard for them to make a change. I do think um, they, it, it is telling that Sean McVay wanted John Wolford to be the backup, though, a quarterback who is like night and day from Jared. And I do think... He probably likes the mobility and what they were able to do with it schematically. Now, I'm not saying John Wolford is uh, the future of the Los Angeles Rams. It's not the case at all. But you have to think he enjoyed that. And um, I think they'd like to always have that optionality on hand going forward, even if Jared Goff is still on the roster. So let me ask you this. Do you believe – I mean, I know Goff practiced today. I, we, Lindsay Theory tweeted out a video or whatever of him and Cooper mm-hmm. Cup throwing the ball to each other. Um, you know, look, a thumb injury can be tricky, obviously. So, um, do you believe like Jared Goff is still the right guy to start in, you know, for a playoff game or would you, or, or do you believe that maybe they should go with the guy who's hundred percent healthy, even though it would only be his second start? I think if Jared Goff is healthy enough, um, to throw, you know, and, and he, that's sort of the advantage he has over Wolford, the upside you get from his arm, the explosive play potential, then it makes sense to go with Goff, not just because of who he is and sort of that ability that he brings, but also because they built an entire offense around him, you know, and as much as I like Wolford, the, we often see with, young dual threat quarterbacks that the second start is where they're challenged once you know teams have a little bit more familiar familiarity with what the uh what they want to do with them so i think it's it it may be even more important that andrew whitworth and cooper cup are both going to be back in this game because um that will you know that plays will play a big role i think in Goff's ability to put up a better performance than he did towards the end of the season especially given some of the struggles he had with pressure but it's an impossible question without seeing him throw. But if he can throw, I think it makes sense to stick with the starter. Mina Kimes hanging out with us here. Um, Mina, have you seen the uh, the video that is floating around the internet of uh, Jalen Ramsey and DK Metcalf of all of those catches DK Metcalf has had on Jalen Ramsey, and by all I mean one. Um, yeah. Like, what what do you make of that particular matchup? And how this Seattle team, who has struggled against the Rams, I believe it's five out of the last six the Rams have won against them, uh, match up. Because I know the Seattle team, since week 10, is a different team. Yeah, you know, um, it's been interesting. This Seattle team started out at the beginning of the year with such a hot offense and such a terrible defense. And it feels like, it seems like that those roles have reversed as the defense has improved. 
and the offense has struggled so much. But I would contend a lot of that is a product of the teams they've played because over the second half of the season, especially the last month, Seattle played teams with very good defenses, including the Rams and rather lackluster offenses. Um, I think, frankly, in this particular matchup, both defenses are playing at are better than both of the offenses they're facing. This is going to be, it should be a low scoring game. Whenever I say that, the opposite seems to happen. But, um, I, you know, I think Seattle with Russell Wilson, obviously, you always have the upside uh, of him breaking the pocket and making magic happen. But the Rams are the best pass defense in the NFL. So it's, even if we see a bounce-back performance from Seattle, even if they're able to get DK involved, of course they like moving him away from Ramsey, which is uh, something that I'm sure Jalen Ramsey uh, <laughs> enjoys observing as well. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to like one final drive for either team. I have a Jeopardy question for you. Uh-oh. Okay. This president was in the White House when running water was introduced. Oh my God! I have no idea. I mean, that's that's a that's. How is this possible? Early. You got electricity. Why can't you get water? <laughs> I don't running why I kind of assume that running water has been the case since like Washington, but that feels wrong. I'll go John Quincy Adams. Damn, you're really good. You're really wow, good yeah, at this. there you go. You nailed it. I looked you, it up on no, uh, on Google while you were I didn't answering. Get it right. Yeah, look at that. Um, all right. Quickly on the other on the other matchups. Which is the other matchup that you're – forget Rams-Seahawks right now. Which is the other one that you say to yourself, of all the matchups, this is the one yeah. I want to see for sure. I will be keeping my eye on it for the entire three-plus hours. I think Ravens-Titans is the best game of the weekend, and we're wow. fortunate enough to be uh, calling that on ESPN+, Plus, the NFL Live crew, so check it out if you guys uh, want to see us comment on it. But I, I, I would say that regardless because not only is it – you know, a rematch, of course, of last year's playoff matchup. But it's a good game, <laughs> frankly. You know, these are two teams that have a lot of similarities in how they love to run the football um, mm-hmm. and have dangerous, uh, you know, top-tier skill or I wouldn't say skill player for Baltimore, but you've got Lamar Jackson on one side. You've got uh, Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown on the other. Titans' defense is probably the worst defense in the playoffs, but their offense is extremely explosive. And, you know, there's this whole narrative with Lamar Jackson and comebacks and postseason losses that I think he's looking to overcome. So I'm very excited about that game because the other ones I think, you know, the favorites are likely to go run away with it, especially given what's going on in Cleveland, which is a game I was looking forward to until it turned out that the head coach and starting left guard wouldn't be able to be there. (laughs) I wonder why. Um, Last question for you. Who is the one team, not just the Rams, but overall, that we're sleeping on when it comes to the possibility of having a Super Bowl appearance? Hmm. I would say the Ravens, because I don't think people are sleeping on the Bills. I think most people are kind of looking at it as Packers, Saints, uh, in the NFC being likely, and then um, in the AFC, Bills and Chiefs. But the Ravens have played really good football towards the end of the month. They've kind of rediscovered their identity on offense. And then on defense, they're getting a lot of players healthy at the right time with Clayus Campbell and Marcus Peters coming back. And that's one of the better defenses in the postseason. I just fist-pumped because I said that on Around the Horn, and I was kind of mocked (laughs) for it. 
Um, and uh, now I feel a lot better. Uh, take that, Tim Kalashaw, if you're listening online somewhere. Uh, Mina Kimes, like of it. course, you can check her out on NFL Live each and every weekday at 1 in the afternoon on ESPN, of course, on Around the Horn, HQ as well. And promote the, uh, the broadcast again one more time if people want to see it. Yeah, so we will be commenting on the wild card game between Baltimore and Tennessee this Sunday afternoon on ESPN+. Plus. It'll be the NFL Live gang, so me, Dan Orlovsky, Marcus Spears, and Laura Rutledge. All right, awesome. Ooh, we'll make sure nice. to check it out because that's our game right on ESPN, and you're like, uh, yes, like, a sec- like, a se- like a sidecast, like a secondary broadcast, a second screen Exactly. Broadcast. Perfect. So there you go. You can have the TV on there. You got uh, your second TV or your iPad or whatever on Mina and the crew. Make sure you do that on ESPN Plus and subscribe to ESPN Plus. Um, it's only four ninety nine a month, and actually you can get it bundled with like Hulu and Disney Plus for like eleven ninety nine or something like that. It's a good deal. Go do it. Uh, Mina Kimes, always a good deal to have you on. Thank you so much for hanging out. Thanks, guys. Bye. Right, see you. There she is, Mina Kimes. All right, coming up next, LZ, you and I got to talk about the Lakers understanding that this year is a little different, and I'll explain what that means in a second. We'll be back in two and a half minutes. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Sedano and LZ with you here on 710 ESPN. Thanks to Mina Kimes for joining us there. Of course, if you missed any part of that interview or anything uh, in regards to the show, including Momo, who's going to join us next hour, as you heard Chris say. Uh, if you can't stick around, just subscribe to the Sedano and LZ podcast on ESPN's app, on the Apple podcast, Spotify, Google, wherever you find your podcasts. So, LZ, I- I'm going to ask – we'll ask Ramona this too, but they uh, before we get into the Lakers, um, mm-hmm. there was some news that was happening while we had Mina on, and it was the, uh, the Lakers and – excuse me, this Heat and Celtics were playing in tonight's ESPN game. Uh, the two teams left the court – um, and they was there a had, flood or a fire or something? No, no. They left the court. They were debating on whether to play or not, and the two teams talked both uh, amongst themselves and then uh, together, and they issued a joint statement. Um, so this is what the teams, both Miami and Boston, had to say today. Uh, the following statement is from the players from the Boston Celtics and Miami Heat. 2021 is a new year, but some things have not changed. We played tonight's game with a heavy heart after yesterday's decision in Kenosha and knowing that protesters in our nation's capital are treated differently by political leaders depending on what side of the certain issues they are on. The drastic difference between the way the protesters this past spring and summer were treated and the encouragement given to today's protesters who acted illegally just shows how much more work we have to do. We have decided to play tonight's game to bring joy into people's lives, much like we're doing today here on the show. Uh, But we must not forget the injustices in our society and we'll continue to use our voices and our platform to highlight these issues and do everything we can to work for more equal and just America. Hashtag Black Lives Still Matter. Um, So they uh, they did take the court, uh, as they said in the statement, and they have just tipped off. Um, Israel Gutierrez is doing the game for us um, because it's Mike Breen, Israel Gutierrez and Hubie Brown. Um, and Izzy's the only one on site. Um, now, I don't know. My guess is he may have stuff to do after the game, too, um, mm-hmm. because it's going to be a big story. Uh, but I will uh, text him and see if we can catch up with him maybe in the last hour or whenever, the, you know, because the game will probably end a little before we're done today. So we'll see if we can catch up with Izzy um, and get 
the details on what might have transpired because, you know, all we know is the statement, basically, at this point. Um, so, anyway, with the Lakers. So, all right, I, I, I can't do this. What happened? I, I, can't, I can't keep doing this. Okay. I, I, I can't. I, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. And you know this is ridiculous, George. We all know this is ridiculous. We're trying not to talk about what everyone sees is happening. And it's ridiculous. I feel foolish at this point. I'm not going to put this in my mouth. I feel foolish trying to this conversation on our show without acknowledging fully what is transpiring in our country right now. And, 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 and honestly, the athletes are very much a part of this conversation. And I don't want to put anyone in any uncomfortable position. I don't want to put anyone's job or career in jeopardy. But it's stupid that we're not talking about what is happening in our country right now. And in many ways, being led by the very athletes that we're talking about. The Boston Celtics, the Miami Heat, were contemplating not playing, not because the conditions in the stadium weren't up to snuff, not because they didn't feel like playing basketball, but because they are upset about what transpired in our right now. And without putting specifically on blast, without putting anyone specifically on blast, we've been instructed to avoid as much as we possibly can about this space. And I'm like, damn it, if the Celtics and the Miami Heat were thinking about not playing, we should at least be able to have a sensible conversation about why they felt they shouldn't play well, tonight. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I, I think that the reality is now that sports has intersected with it, I think that, you know, I, I don't think that the subject is as is taboo anymore is the way I would describe it. Um, well, I couldn't tell, George, because we got emails that suggested something different. Well, but that hadn't, but in all fairness, um, you know, that had, this hadn't transpired yet. Um, And I think that in general, much like the guys said in their statement that they are playing because they want to bring joy to people in, uh, on a strange day, right? And an unprecedented day. um, That was kind of our goal here, right? So now that these things have intersected, we could talk about it for a minute. Like, I'm happy to, to discuss this with you. What's happened today in this country is, well, unprecedented is one way to describe it. Sad is another. Uh, you know, you can go as far as even calling it disgraceful in a lot of ways. Um, I, 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 you know, I don't feel the need to go any further than that, but I would just say, and this is what I tweeted, so, I, you know, I don't feel like this is out of bounds. Um, I, I'll just leave, I'll dismount it on this is that for people who feel that words don't matter, right, like that, 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 that those things don't matter, um, I would say that remember this moment um, when people tell you that words don't matter and that rhetoric doesn't matter because this is the situation we find ourselves in, and it's very distressing, disturbing, and sad is the way I would describe it. I, I, I would agree, and, and, and I'm not looking to have any kind of – in-depth conversation about policy. That is not what I brought this up for. But the fact that we had an NBA finalist team and an NBA finalist favorite both contemplating not playing today because of the actions that have transpired in our nation and we're trying to honor our superior's wishes and not acknowledge it 
makes me feel like an ass. Because these young men and women, or rather, I'm going to flip it, these young women and men, because let's get real, the WNBA has been leading this conversation before the NBA, are out there doing all they can to use their platform to make this world a better place. And I think it is a embarrassment that the companies that are charged with covering these leagues are trying not to fully, fully report on what they are trying to do with the time that they have in this space. Uh, I feel and, foolish. And, and what I will say is this. I'll add that if you go on ESPN.com right now, like or let's say you happen to frequent the site, um, on their top headline there is a link to ABC's news coverage of the breach of the U.S. Capitol today. And you I can, mean, seriously, dog. We're can, reporting this. Why can't we talk about it? You can well, – <laughs> Well, we also have it's, to go to it's break. It's crazy. I know. We do it's, have to go to break. We have to go to break now, though, you and I, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm off yeah. for going for break, and I don't want to have any big political conversation. <laughs> no, I But know. damn it, <laughs> if I the know. teams aren't going to play, we should at least talk about why they aren't yeah. going to play. Right. But they are playing now, so there's that. But they uh, decided to play, but the conversation existed sure, for a sure. reason. For No doubt. No doubt it did. Um, all right. Well, you and um, Momo and I uh, want to discuss, because I, I teased something about the Lakers. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. did. I teased that the Lakers, um, perhaps while still being the best team in the Western Conference, may be feeling something from their opponents that they hadn't in a minute. And I'll explain what that means coming up. We'll be back in four minutes. Momo joins us uh, in just a moment. Stick around. She'll be around for the whole hour. Sedano and LZ, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Time for What You Need to Know. Brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe. Good times. Momo will join us in three minutes. Greg, what do you got today? All right. So yesterday, the Heisman Trophy was awarded to Devontae Smith of Alabama, the wide receiver out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. Now, how much have either of you guys actually watched Devontae Smith? Zero. Did you oh, know should. that? The, wait, hold on. Oh, hold no. On. You, LZ, you have? Didn't you? Okay. Because he, he's been there for a minute. Um, do you remember the game that Tua came in at the half and won the game, the national no, championship no, this game year, against this Georgia? Year. This year. Let's, we're talking about this Oh, no, no. But I'm saying, like, yeah. I've seen him play this year a little bit. But no, I've, I've seen him play, but I've, I haven't seen him play this year at oh. all. Right, right. At all. If you, so the real question is, if you didn't see on Twitter randomly, like, oh, Devontae Smith won the Heisman Trophy, would you have known that the Heisman Trophy was being given away yesterday? I did not know the timing of it. <laughs> um, I will say that. And this is, again, I, as someone who loves college football, LZ and I have talked about this, it's so disjointed this season that I don't know when anyone's doing anything. Hell, we don't even know if the national championship game is happening on Monday because uh, one team has uh, got COVID issues right now at, at Ohio State, so. Yeah, it's just. Listen, I had no idea the Heisman Trophy was handed out. Okay, but you know what? Here's what I'll say. Devontae Smith, going to be a nice, nice wide receiver for somebody in that top 10 when he gets drafted. That's for sure. Good good for him, but I feel really bad for the collegiate football and basketball players because their seasons are so disjointed and out of sorts. They won't get the love that they worked so hard to receive. For sure. That is 100% true. No doubt about it. Uh, What else, Greg, before we move on? All right. So the last thing I got here is that have you ever heard of a beard transplant? 
<laughs> there's a there's a a little bit of a yeah there's a little bit of a beef going between 50 Cent and uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. Where 50 Cent is saying that apparently Floyd Mayweather Jr.'s new um, beard is transplanted on his face. So wait, what, what, he means like he's taking other people's hair and putting it on no, his face? No, so this is this is the caption on Instagram. LMAO with a bunch of laughing faces. He took hair from his butt and put it on his face. Oh, LOL. come on, dog. WTF is really going on with Champ. I mean, listen, LZ. <laughs> I, I, I come from a world where, where, where I grew up. People would fly to the Caribbean and South America to get butt mm-hmm. injections. Uh, much cheaper mm-hmm. and all sorts of plastic surgery cheaper, Laura. I hear Laura. Mm-hmm. Okay, I come from that world. Um, so, mm-hmm. and that is strange enough as it is. Okay, I remember when I grew, when I was living in Miami, there was a huge news story of like this fake um, plastic surgeon doctor injecting allegedly collagen in people's butts, and it was like cement basically. Um, and she was arrested, and it was wild. Um, but I've never heard of someone trying to use hair from their posterior. To put it on their face. <laughs> I, I also don't feel like that's hygienic, perhaps. <laughs> Gross. Well, I, I mean, we do notice surgeries where people get lipo and take the, the, the fat and they inject it into their posterior, Correct. as you would say, George. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the transferring of body uh, you know, parts, elements is, is not new. I, I'm more of the line of, look, I can't grow a full beard. All right, I've tried me multiple either. times. Yeah, it, it, it just won't happen for me. I got a, I got a goatee. I work with it fine, whatever. But if you told me there was surgery available where I could take some hair from less desirable places and plop it on my face, I'm probably going to take a pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm going to take you. a pass. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I just don't want to. Yeah, that just sounds nasty. Yeah. yeah, no, thank you, and that'll do it for what you need to know. All right, brought to you by Morongo. Play it safe, good time. So a whole hour of power with Mama Momo. Momo, how are you? Hey, how's it going? Uh, We're doing okay. Did you hear our last story about uh, 50 Cent? Is it 50 Cent, Greg, alleging that Floyd Mayweather, or Floyd Mayweather alleging 50 Cent is taking hair from his posterior and putting it on his beard? (laughs) The other way around, 50 Cent. The other way around, my my bad. 50 Cent, yeah. So so, so who's got, yeah. I've heard of this before, actually. What? <laughs> yeah. You no way. Okay, I had a friend who did something like this. <laughs> I'm not saying his name. Okay. He, uh, he got implants in his head, you know, on his head, right? So, right. but where do they get it from? Oh. Right? Where do you get yeah. your hair? Where do you where do you take the follicles? Mm-hmm. It's got to be your own hair, right? Right. So, you got to take the hair from somewhere down there. Put it up top, and I'm like, ooh. No, nah, dog, so I'll just say with like, yeah, I'll just shave it off. So when they point. say you, you <laughs> smell like booty, they literally are saying you smell like booty. <laughs> right. That's, it All worked, right. though. He looks good. Yeah. Nobody needs to know. Does he smell know. good, though? Does he smell <laughs> good? Get that close. I don't get that close. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how. Yeah, you, I, I couldn't do it. I couldn't That's do it. That's the truth. I don't get so close. I couldn't <laughs> do it. Give me somebody else's hair, then, like real hair. Like, I'd rather take a cor- Would you rather take a corpse's hair? Or like oh. like hair on his head on its head? No. Or would you take is... your own bad like body hair from the nether regions? I do. The, I don't want somebody else's hair. It's like a, I don't know. I'd rather have my own. I hair know plenty from of where, women you know? like yeah. white, black, Hispanic who do who do you know extensions from other yeah. women's hair. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I don't know. 
know, I guess it kind of creeps me out a little bit, you know. <laughs> I, I, I just never thought that booty wees would be something that people <laughs> in hip-hop would be into. Well, 2021 is here, and it said, hold my beer, 2020. It's I mean, just... look, we just got to get through another couple of days, guys. Like, we just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, this year just started. What are you yeah. talking about? Yeah. Oh, I know. You got 360 like, more of them. Yeah. I know, but but starting, I don't know, what, what's, what's the day? January 20th? Yeah. It's going to be a little different. Hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Momo... LZ and I didn't get a yeah. chance to talk about this yet, um, but we talked about it before the show. And even though the Lakers are playing great basketball in the sense of their output, right? Like it's a binary situation. They're number one yeah. in the Western Conference. Um, it feels like they're still kind of like moseying along, right? Like they're still figuring each other out, right? Um, it feels like very much that's the case that there's experimentation with the rotation. Um, it also feels like, um, they're turning it on when they need to, as we saw recently with LeBron the last couple of fourth quarters. Um, but what I've noticed very much so, and look, the Lakers always get the best punch from the other teams because they're the Lakers, but mm-hmm. there is a little extra when you're the champion, and we've seen that oh, across yeah. the board in the NBA. And, and you know, last night is the perfect example of that with Memphis where we thought they were dead, and then all of a sudden a couple turnovers, and it's a one-possession game. Like, like, what, what is your sense of how other teams are competing against the Lakers this season? Oh, yeah, they definitely get up. You know, they definitely – and it's funny because when you have, like, longevity in a market, right? Like, I've been here for, I don't know, 2001 is when I started – 2002, I guess, is when I started in L.A. Um, I've seen, like, the really good Laker teams too. So this is nothing new. It just hasn't happened in a while, right? <laughs> like, right. like, I remember – this is what the Lakers always used to have to face. It was always they got the the, the opponent's best shot. They you usually do get that when it's a, you know when you're the Lakers, even when you're bad. Right. Like that's what was sad about when they were bad is like everybody still wanted to kill them because they were the Lakers, so they like right. to kick them when they're down. But now they're kicking them because they're the champs. Because right. you know you get up for that, and uh, like that's good. It should bring out the best in you. It should. I mean, and I think if you have the right, if you have the the right people on your team, if you have the right you know, competitors, like that should make you stronger. Now, I, I personally feel like the Lakers are like, ugh, I'm not ready for this yet. Right? Like they're still kind of shaking off that early season, like quick turnaround fog, which is how you fall behind and then you got to come back, right? But the, the fact that they come back is good. That's a good sign. That means that they're, they're alive. If somebody punches them in the mouth, they get, they get going. Yeah, I, it, it's so hard for me to take anything from – the game because you know obviously the teams both teams weren't fully you know healthy and and staff we know about the memphis's struggles but the the lakers you know we still don't have alex caruso who i know people are like going oh well, he's not a star no he's not a star but when they close out game in the nba finals who do we turn to to start for us mm-hmm. so clearly that lets you know how we feel about him and his contributions to this team it's a so when I looked at what happened last night, it was like, yeah, we should have won. But if we had lost, I still don't think you could have taken any good information from it because this was a game that was ripe with throwaway nature to it. Yeah, I hear you. But the truth is, like, good teams, like, it doesn't, like, it, you know, you're going to have to play without your dudes sometimes. You're going to have to play against, you know, I mean, in the, like, in the finals, like, they still had to play Miami without all their stars, right? They had to play when people get hurt. Like, like some of being the champs is just being totally adaptable. Like the idea that when you have a system in place, and that's what I think that I noticed with the Lakers is that what's 
what's been so impressive this year is that they were built on defense last year, right? And and we don't mm -hmm. see that because LeBron is so great offensively and AD, et cetera. But like the fact that they have translated what they, the principles and the way they played last year so seamlessly to this year, like they, they, there's still some things that are working out. Like interior defense is a little different because they have, you know, Marcus Gasol in there instead of Dwight and JaVale and everything. But like the, the, the way they play, they, they, they have an identity out there. I, when you watch it, when you see it, right, they have an identity. Mm -hmm. it looks like they know what they're doing. And that is not, you can't say the same for like most of the teams in this league right now. Oh, yeah. And, and by the way, I do think that, you know, we've seen this across the board, right? Like mm -hmm. there's just sloppy play yeah. in, in general, uh, regardless right. of who the team yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. When you have an identity and it's like people can just come in, it's like plug and play, that's, that's a big thing. And like, I don't know, like if LeBron's out there, they kind of know what they're doing, <laughs> right? If right. LeBron's there, you know, I mean, and that, that seems to be, you know, the, the, the theme so far is like, they know he knows what he's doing. They know what they're doing, but like they, you know, the, Doc Rivers had this quote that I really like. He was talking about Joel Embiid Don't for the story me? I was doing. Oh, no, sorry. no. <laughs> and he was talking about Joel Embiid and, you know, we were doing a feature story this week and, uh, and he goes, you know, I've, I've coached against LeBron for a long time and LeBron never like looked at all the guys on his team and said like get me this get me that i mean yeah of course he's gonna try to like improve the team when they can but like when it was time to go to the playoffs and like if they had it if they, or if they didn't he still got him to the finals like he still said we're gonna win because we got me <laughs> right? right right and and i think that's what's like impressive so far about these guys is like i don't know i see some swagger i see some like you know the, no matter who's out there or who they're playing or who's not out there like they they seem to be the same team and the same system the same swagger that they had last year so momo let me ask you this We're, let me do this let me yeah. let me take a quick break so we can have a little extra yeah. long segment with you on the other side cool because i've got questions about the current makeup of the roster right. lz and i have ha have kind of gone back and forth on this i i i'm not saying it's not really good because i do think it's really good mm -hmm. and i think that mm -hmm. they did an excellent job but i you know i think there's some questions about are they still missing an ingredient or two right okay like, um, and, and I think that that's something we'll address with you on the other side. Also, by the way, at 6.30 today, because we've got an hour here with Momo, but at 6.30, we're going to play a game. Um, we have a couple of Rams hoodies to give away since they're playing the Seahawks this weekend for the playoffs. Uh, we're going to play a game. Greg, the game is basically a football game. We will pit two members of the audience against each other, and they will answer questions uh, not only about sports in the past week or so, but about things we have said on the show as well, correct? Yes, and things and about the people at the station as well. Okay, and people Ooh, at the station as well. I so like there you that. go. So we're going to play a little sports station trivia. We'll pit two people against each other in a football-style game where you will get four downs to score. Um, and the person who scores the most uh, within the few drives that we give you uh, will win the Rams hoodie that we're going to give away at 6.30. So make sure you're listening at 6.30 for your chance to win on your home of the Rams, 710 ESPN. We're also the home of the Lakers, and that's why we're going to talk more Lakers with Momo in three minutes.